Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Make sure you do indeed download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, the Al and Angus Pub, Sit Mean Sit Syracuse, and our terrific friends at Axe Exotic Pets. Make sure you stop in today for the rarest pets around. Axe Exotic Pets, they've got the aquarium for all of your exotic pets. Of course, they've got snakes, they have uh, specialty birds, they have all sorts of great stuff going on at Axe Exotic Pets right there. Route 11 in Cicero, if you are in and around central New York. And a big tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platter. So it'll be... Really interesting to see how all these guys do from round one uh, of the NFL draft. And I realize that the NFL draft is completely over. uh, But I wanted to just zero in on this specific podcast on the round one picks only. And kind of give, you know, my take, you know, who went where, the impact, the future, what's around that player no matter what the position is. Um, you know, the long-term, the short-term, internal changes that maybe have already happened that created uh, the draft pick to happen in the first place. So uh, I'm just going to go one by one, and it's, again, only a round one breakdown of the NFL draft. I will probably do (laughs) some other things with the rounds beyond because those are really in many cases, the more important rounds, the second, third, fourth, etc., where you know there's a lot of meat and potatoes that get picked for the futures of NFL teams. Um, and obviously I'll be doing just a lot uh, with all the rounds uh, in, in spots on my videos as well. So be on the lookout for those ML Sports Takes 9-Minute with Mike Lindsley videos on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and IGTV. Trevor Lawrence, there was no question, you know, that he was going number one. Uh, You know, look, I don't know how great he will be. Uh, He could go to the Hall of Fame. He could actually be a bust because this has happened before. I mean, players of his caliber, you still hear Bill Polian talk about, um, you know, how they were on the fence, really, with Ryan Leaf and with Peyton Manning. Manning goes to the Hall of Fame. In fact, this upcoming class on the first ballot, and Ryan Leaf is a complete and utter disaster and a bust and obviously went through some personal problems and made a huge comeback, is doing great stuff in the media right now, and I just had him on this podcast uh, a couple of months back too and and so happy for his comeback. But we don't know what's going to happen with any of these guys for the reasons of injury or their skill set or what's around them or coaches. I mean, there's so many factors in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. But what we know so far is Trevor Lawrence, all he's done is win. He has the absolute skill set of a quarterback you want. Guy who can throw from the pocket, he can throw on the run. He's played on college football's biggest stage. He's big, he's accurate, he's smart. Uh, he's got all those things going on. Uh, the sound decision-making and natural leadership, I mean, those are two huge things in the NFL, obviously. The arm is a freaking rifle. It's a quick release as well. Footwork needs a little bit of work, but the touch timing and you know the ante- anticipation of the throw 
are, are certainly there and they can cover up for that footwork. Um, and, and as I mentioned, I mean, he's, he's got a little bit of that dual threat, a little bit of that hybrid QB thing going on, extending plays, you know, with his feet and, and, and is a threat to run. So obviously just a home run pick here on paper, you know, the closest thing we probably had since Andrew Luck, um, since Peyton Manning, since John Elway, you know, names like that. And Jacksonville gets instantly, you know, a jolt. I mean, this is a Jacksonville organization that missed the playoffs in 12 of the past 13 seasons. Uh, they have the second-worst record in the league since 2008. Uh, it appears as though he's a once-in-a-decade quarterback prospect. It appears that much. We'll see what Urban Meyer and company do uh, with uh, with Lawrence, but they need an immediate jolt. You need a franchise quarterback to win, and Trevor Lawrence is a Jacksonville Jaguar, and there there was no one else to take if you were Jacksonville. And, oh, by the way, I'm very interested to see how Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence do in Jacksonville when they start losing. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is, what, he's gone 75-3, and three, uh, I think, in, in, in his, in his set, in last 78 starts in football, right? I mean, all he's done is win, 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 no matter what, as the song says. And in high school, was dominant. In college, was dominant right from the first get-go. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be fascinating to watch. I mean, how how quickly does Urban Meyer lose his temper? Uh, we know he's had health issues in the past. If he gets extra stressed out from the losing, how does that affect him? Does he does he start barking at the media? Does Lawrence start to lose it a little bit as well under the spotlight? Um, and the big market thing, you can only go so far with the big market thing in the NFL because everything matters in the NFL because it is the NFL. Um, it, Trevor Lawrence will have a spotlight on him as much as anybody in 2021. Uh, will he have pressure to get to a Super Bowl? Well, no, but he'll have pressure to succeed because he's a number one pick. He's always going to carry that with him. Number two, Zach Wilson out of BYU goes to the New York Jets. No surprise here either. Uh, I, I, I don't know about Zach Wilson. I really don't. I, I, I think he's obviously got an unbelievable um, uh, ceiling. His potential is 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 through the roof. Um, you know, he played at BYU. He handled the quarterback pressure there well. That's a a a school that has a lineage of players: Steve Young, Ty Detmer. Um, the pressure is real there. He's talked about it. Others have talked about it. Um, but I don't know if he'll be full bore, you know, routine pro bowler, hall of famer kind of guy, or if he'll, if he'll be way, way down the list of quarterbacks in the league. I, I just can't really figure him out at least where he's at now going into the NFL. But I will tell you, I mean, the arm talent's crazy. And, and obviously the Jets want to have a guy in there, um, you know, who can lead them into the future. They're one of the many franchises for so many years that just couldn't find a quarterback. And now we'll see if Zach Wilson is that guy. Joe Douglas and company, I think, are really, really, really going to be an improved football team. Uh, In fact, I think the whole AFC East is going to be vastly improved. Trey Lance goes to the 49ers at number three. This was a pick where um, a lot of people were guessing Mac Jones. I don't think there was any question that Mac Jones was the lead guy. San Francisco had traded up some time ago to, to, you know, go get their guy. And then Justin Fields started to kind of fall into the equation a little bit. And 
It was between those two guys for a little while, and then all of a sudden, Trey Lance comes in a little bit too. Hey, is there a chance he can come in? He impressed the last pro day. He was great, um, you know, right before the draft, and they love the quality of person, and they want to run that offense to the highest ability attainable, right? And so Peter Schrager, I heard on NFL Network, he made a great point. And he said, look, you know, is it possible Jimmy Garoppolo can work this offense and and produce? Sure, it is. It's possible. But can he get it to the highest ability? Can 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 he achieve, you know, can he get to that to the top? Can he get to the ceiling? <clears throat> and they feel like he can. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo missed some big-time throws in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Uh, remember, he had Kittle wide open there. He missed some touchdown throws. Um, you know, Samuel and company, guys were open. He missed them. I, Jimmy G, for some reason, isn't allowed to have a bad game. Um, I don't know why there's a lot of players who aren't allowed to have a bad game. But, um, you know, neither here nor there. Kyle Shanahan just doesn't feel comfortable moving forward with with um, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I think at this particular point, they're going to go with a guy who is just an, an, an ultra-great athlete. Um, again, pocket presence, swag, can move around and run, throw on the run. Uh, the one A thing, North Dakota State, who cares? If you're good, you're good. I've said it a million times. Uh, if you're good, you're good. Doesn't matter if you went to Delaware State, LSU, Alabama, uh, uh, Co-College. Uh, if you're good and you end up... You know, in the NFL draft, and you play well, and you were good before, right? That's why he got picked. So we'll see what happens with Trey Lance. But one thing that's crazy to me with 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 just these franchises giving up on guys or whatever the case may be is like, Jimmy G. The argument would be, well, he he's not running the offense to the best. He, that he can. He's not reaching, you know, that top that top level I mentioned. Um, but is Trey Lance going to do that? I mean, he has the potential to do it. That's why they're drafting him, right? They're drafting him to be the guy to do it. But will he do it? I don't know. I mean, I almost feel like Jimmy G has an equal chance as Trey Lance to achieve what Kyle Shanahan wants. And frankly... The same thing goes to the New York Jets. I mean, I do think that the time was probably up for both Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. But by the same token, Sam Darnold, I mean, it was a complete and utter circus with the Jets, right? I mean, it was awful. They trade him the Panthers, give him new life, the Jets move on. But but I still think there's a lot of arm left in Sam Darnold. I think there's a lot of arm talent there. So uh, we'll see. Kyle Pitts, number four to the... Atlanta Falcons, the best player on the board in this draft uh, at tight end. Uh, now, goodness gracious, they're going to stick with Matt Ryan for a couple more years. This is the Arthur Smith offense now. Uh, Fontenet now in their GM. And how how do you cover this offense? I mean, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Uh, I think Matt Ryan still has a lot left in the tank. This is going to be a dynamic offense. They need a lot of help <laughs> on defense. They need some guys, some draft picks, you know, the last couple of years to really take a next big step. But I think Atlanta was just in a position where 
who else are we going to take? I mean, we don't need receivers. We're going to stick with Matt Ryan. We could shock the world at number four and take J.C. Horn, you know, above what others think or Patrick Sertain, but Patrick Sertan, but no, we're, we're going to take Kyle Pitts, <laughs> and they did. Number five, it was the Bengals taking Jamar Chase, the wide receiver talent out of LSU. Uh, he, uh, and you'll hear more about this theme later in, in the podcast in terms of guys uh, playing with each other in the pros, and they played each, with each other in college. Uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, they get reunited in Cincinnati. Uh, this was interesting. I, I, I will say, I mean, you know, he's got Boyd, he's got T. Higgins, but I would have gone Panay Sewell here. Um, I'm not saying Jamar Chase is a bad pick. In fact, I don't really think that there are a lot of bad picks in this first round. Um, I think a lot of teams filled needs, filled wants, checked boxes, etc. I, I don't really see a lot of um, miscues, at least for for right now and, and on paper and where these guys are and where the teams are and, and, and what they need, want, etc. I, I just don't see a lot of, I don't see any losers. Uh, and, and and I think Jamar Chase is still an unbelievable pick, obviously. He's probably the best wide, wide receiver coming out in the draft. But I would have said to myself, man, I could get I could get my O tackle. You know, I could get Sewell blindsiding me for Joe Burrow for the next 10 years. Um. Could he be a Quentin Nelson type, an impact type player if he ends up being a, a, a bona fide big time lineman, one of the best in the game for a long period of time? Could he develop into having the impact that a Munoz, Anthony Munoz, or Bruce Matthews, or Kent Hall? I mean, I, I know, you know, center, tackle, guard, et cetera, but offensive lineman in general, um, you know, the Orlando Paces of the world, uh, just linemen in general, but tackles, I, I don't know. I would have loved to have had that big behemoth blocking and protecting. Joe Burrow, but they go Jamar Chase instead, and they're going to put up some points, there's no doubt, in Cincinnati. Jalen Waddell, Alabama to Miami. Here we go again, right? Reunited with a college teammate, Jalen Waddell will be playing with Jalen Hurts. Um, Great pick. I think Miami, like the Jets, I think they're going to be a lot better. Um, I don't know about Tua Tunga-Viola. I just don't know if he's the right fit. I don't know if he's the guy. Um, probably need to see another year, even two out of him to make a major decision on that. But Jalen Waddell is an explosive take-it-to-the-house type receiver, as is Jamar Chase. Miami needs playmakers on both sides of the football. This is a team that, you know, they're they're close. They're close to making some more headway and winning a game in the playoffs and the rest. So that's a good pick for them. Penesul now, Speaking of, the offensive uh, tackle from Oregon goes to Detroit. Uh, I love, love, love this for Detroit. Uh, remember, they made a move, traded Matt Stafford out to the L.A. Rams for uh, Jared Goff. And you get some protection there uh, for Goff and for possibly, you never know, maybe they draft a quarterback later in this draft, a youngster to go underneath Jared Goff and learn. And, oh, by the way, that was talked about at number seven with Detroit. Many of the mock drafts who had all five quarterbacks going in the first ten or twelve picks. Uh, in this case, there were five, you know, that went in the top fifteen. Many had uh, Detroit taking a quarterback, um, so they elect to go offensive line, keep what they have, perhaps you know, uh, drafting. And I'm recording this after round one, um, and so. 
there there aren't a lot of um, different um, areas I think people had Detroit going. I think they had him going either quarterback or Panay Sewell offensive tackle or whatever whatever the case may be. Um, I, I, you know, wide receiver, why? And maybe you know, maybe it was a defensive playmaker after that, but it was probably between quarterback and, and, and an offensive tackle, depending on who was available. Rashawn Slater got picked later. We'll get to him here in a minute, but uh, Panay Sewell going to Detroit, that's a big one for the Lions. And, you know, again, that's just a fan base that's so tired of losing. Number eight, the South Carolina cornerback, J.C. Horn, goes to Carolina, and the Panthers, I mean, what a great pick. Matt Rule, the head coach. They're trying to reestablish an identity on defense. They need a playmaker. They need a guy who can cover the number one receiver. And J.C. Horn is the best corner, at least on paper, uh, in the NFL draft. And just a ridiculously great pick for the Panthers. Number nine, Patrick Sertan from Alabama. He goes to the Broncos. Remember the Denver Broncos just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. It was leaked yes, uh, It was leaked. Uh, uh, just recently, um, and you know, by now, obviously, is is yesterday's news. But that Aaron Rodgers was going to Denver, um, possibly after he, you know, was saying that I'm done in Green Bay. I don't want anything to do with this franchise. Uh, Denver really needs to re, just like Carolina, uh, like the Raiders. There's a lot of teams that just kind of need an overhaul on a unit, right? I mean, they just need to like get better, improve, add playmakers, you know, have difference makers, uh, add an edge rusher so that, you know, an offensive coordinator is scared of somebody. Uh, the overhaul on defense has begun for Denver, and Patrick Sertan should fit right in there. And again, like J.C. Horn, you got the bloodlines of the NFL fathers and the like, so good pick here for Denver, a guy who they're hoping can be a blanket corner and a difference maker and a turnover man as well. Here we go. The Eagles and Cowboys traded... 10 and 12, right? So the Cowboys move down to 12. The Eagles move up to 10. And they get Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, the terrific wide receiver out of the Alabama football factory. And great move. Um, you know, you're going to you're gonna put, uh, uh, I, I think, you know, just a, a wonderful, um, and by the way, I, I misspoke. What a dummy I am. Jalen Waddle with Alabama to Miami, paired. I had said Jalen Hurts paired with Tua Tunga Viola, uh, former uh, teammate there. Goodness. Now we go to Jalen Hurts and another Alabama connection with the teammates and all the like. Another one is the third one, uh, I believe, because Waddle, uh, Waddle and and Tua, and then Devonte Smith. Uh, I think what was one year with. Jalen Hurts makes sense, I think, in that area, I think one year. Um, but I think this is a great pick for Philly. And, oh, by the way, the New York Giants in the division, as if you didn't need the rival, you know, as if the rivalry couldn't get any more heated. Last year, the Philadelphia Eagles completely just tanked that last game against the Washington football team. And so that did not give the Giants a division. Washington ends up getting it. Now Philadelphia trades up with a division rival, no less, in Dallas. Two hated teams in the New York football giant fan base, right? They trade up to get Devontae Smith, who the Giants had their eyes on. And so, wow. I mean, this is going to be just an unbelievable 
uh, uh, turn of events here if Smith ends up being a great wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to want to air it out, but they need to air it out more if they have a number one. They think they've gotten a number one here in Devontae Smith. Good job by the Philly Eagles getting aggressive and going up to 10 and grabbing Devontae Smith. Number 11, the Giants said, okay, not going to get Devontae Smith. They correctly and quickly traded out of that spot at 11 to go down to number 20. And the Chicago Bears were like, we'll go up. And they grabbed Justin Fields, the, the QB out of Ohio State, a guy who uh, was criticized a lot in the couple of weeks leading up to the draft, what he can't do, the epilepsy, all these other different things. Uh, you know, some medical reports are saying that he is still affected by that big hit, you know, the college football playoff. Who knows how much of that is true? Uh, physically, how he feels, probably not going to tell anybody. Uh, but I think the Bears, you know, they, they've got to figure out that QB spot. I mean, they're, you know, it's been them, it's been the Raiders, it's been the Browns, it's been the Bills, it's been all these different teams, the Dolphins, uh, for years and years and years. Now, the Bills, you know, now with Josh Allen, but there's still some teams out there, they haven't figured out the quarterback position. Uh, and I'm not saying it's easy, uh, but you have to kind of keep striking here. And Matt Nagy, uh, pretty good offensive mind, but Ryan Pace, the GM, you know, he blew it with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, he was hoping that this Matt Nagy offensive-led uh, group would be would be great and Trubisky would flourish, of course. That was obviously the hope. Um, you know, a lot of mixing and matching, a lot of decoy, a lot of, a lot of different trickery and all the rest, but hasn't worked out and you know they 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 didn't take Deshaun Watson they didn't take Patty Mahomes they take Mitch Trubisky traded up to get him he ends up being a disaster now he's backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo uh so this is a uh this is I think Justin Fields is you know you want to talk about a chip on the shoulder here holy cow uh we got it here with Justin Fields and 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 Ohio State and by the way he was the face of basically the the Big Ten he was the one who uh, got things going in terms of the Big Ten playing uh, from a player perspective. So good for him on all counts there. And uh, everyone in the Big Ten uh, who played can thank him uh, for last season playing and getting more reps in and, and the like. So Justin Fields, I think I think he could. I think this one could work. I do. I really do. Micah Parsons from Penn State, the linebacker, uh, inside linebacker, just a world of talent. He has every single possible piece of a skill set you want. Um, He's just a great tackler, awesome size, great range, east, west, north, south. He can beat the run. Uh, you know, he can he can fill gaps. Great foot speed. Uh, he can cover man to man and in some zone and 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 can pass rush as well. Uh, you know, on delayed blitzes and the like. Six three two forty six. I mean, this guy, he's a beast. And he goes to the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas again, they need playmakers on defense as well. Guys who can lead, guys who can grab, you know, get the ball, create turnover. I think Parsons is a really, really good player. Rashawn Slater, the behemoth offensive tackle out of Northwestern. He goes to the Chargers slam dunk because the Chargers got their 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 franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. Impressive rookie season. Now they need to find a way to keep him upright. How do you do that? Go get an offensive lineman. 6'4", 304, great mechanics, great footwork, awesome stuff here for the Chargers to get Rashawn Slater 
uh, in the NFL draft. I just think this was a really, really good one. Moving on, number 14, the Jets trade up to get Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive guard out of USC. Again, you get the quarterback first, then you get the offensive tackle or guard or whomever to protect him. Uh, Vera Tucker is is a versatile guy. Um, he's a guy, he's a point of attack type blocker. Um, really good ba- body control and, and in pass protection, he, he's, he's very mobile. He anchors well there. Um, he could play left tackle. He's versatile enough to do that uh, in the NFL. Uh, he played a little bit of that last year, but he has marginal length for a tackle prospect, and his, his ceiling is much higher at guard, where he was basically a full-time guard in, in 2019. So, look, the Jets were awful in pass protections. Every single metric you look at, uh, pass protection metrics, horrendous. That's part of what got Sam Darnold out of town and uh, they're hoping to start a new uh, world here, a new regime with Zach Wilson and, of course, Elijah Vera Tucker blocking him. Things always seem to work out for the Patriots, don't they? I mean, they didn't even have to trade up to go get a quarterback. Uh, I was actually surprised to hear people say that they weren't going to go quarterback in the first round. What, are you kidding me? Uh, They brought Cam Newton back as kind of a Band-Aid, but what the heck are they going to do in 2022 as well? Well, they went out and got Mac Jones uh, out of Alabama, who, again, national champ, uh, flew onto the radar out of nowhere, kind of like a Zach Wilson, kind of like a lot of quarterbacks we've seen the last few years. I mean, you don't hear anything about them. You don't know where they are unless you're a diehard college football fan uh, or diehard college football media worker, right, where you're just kind of you're pecking and clawing and, and trying to know everything about every player and every coach and every team. Uh, which then obviously helps you at this time of year with the NFL draft. But the reality is this is a really good pick for New England, period, end of discussion. They went out and spent a ton of money in the offseason, John o. Smith, Hunter Henry, uh, and, 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 and I think Bill Belichick is, it really wants to go with this thing. He was pissed last year. I actually thought he had a great year coaching at 7-9. and nine. I thought it was just an amazing year for him. Um, and so... We'll see what Mac Jones does, but they've built around him. Now you insert him in. He's going to have great coaching with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and company. He's going to have some help on that side of the ball. He's not going into a piss-poor situation. The line is fairly decent, needs to improve a little bit, uh, but a super smart guy. The recall is unbelievable. Played on the biggest of stages. Uh, I, I think this is a good pick for New England. I really do. I think this is a great fit and and, 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 and and in their system, I think Mac Jones can flourish. Zaven Collins out of Tulsa, tremendous outside linebacker talent. I remember a couple of months ago watching a ton of linebacker tape, just thinking maybe the Bills would take a linebacker. But Collins, he's just so versatile and so dynamic, you know, and he's got that size, length, and, and range. I mean, that's the blend for him. The, the, the skill set's through the roof. He reads the quarterback, great ball skills, always around the ball. Can stop the run, can stop the pass, uh, and he's fast as hell for 6'5", 259. This guy is a beast, Zabin Collins, and I think no doubt about it that the Arizona Cardinals got a good one here, and we know that they were active in free agency. They go out and get J.J. Watt and company. Now you're adding some youngsters to this defense that needs to improve, and uh, look, if they're going to contend and win in the West, that pass rush has to get better. And, uh, and and they've got to stop those third down and sevens that really uh, can hurt the Cardinals 
week in and week out. Alex Leatherwood, Alabama offensive tackle, can never go wrong with an offensive tackle from the SEC, right? I mean, a guy who, you know, played at Alabama, learned Nick Saban and his great coaching staff and the like, and really the Raiders need offensive line help, so good pick there. Jalen Phillips out of Miami goes to Miami, and the, the Dolphins there, uh, again, you, you, you fix one side of the ball and then you go to the other side of the ball. Jalen Phillips, a talented edge rusher. I like that pick for the Dolphins as well. Again, I don't really dislike a lot of picks from this first round. I really don't. I think everybody either fill the need or a want or both, um, you know, set up for the short term and the long term uh, or, you know, one one or the other. Uh, and I think Miami did this here with Phillips as well. I mean, they need to stockpile some rookie contracts on the D-line like a lot of other teams in the NFL, including the Bills, which we'll get to here in 10-11 picks. So good move. Uh, Jamin Davis, um, or Jameen Davis, I, I can't remember how to pronounce that, out of Kentucky. Inside linebacker, don't know a lot about him other than um, he's kind of an off-ball linebacker and was picked by the Washington football team because he has great range and length, and that is a Ron Rivera staple on defense. If you have those two things, you're going to fit right in. Nice pick for Washington there. Uh, the Giants mentioned them trading down and out of number 11. Uh, they had their eyes on receivers. They had their eyes on Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, but those three guys, gonzo by the time the Giants... Uh, were able to pick uh, at 11. So, you know, once that happened and the Eagles took Devontae Smith as the third receiver out of that group, well, the Giants said, we still want a wide receiver. We got to get some help for Daniel Jones. We need to give him some targets, some weapons. Well, they still got a good guy. They still got a really good, talented guy in uh, in, in Kadarius Tony from Florida, a wide receiver who caught balls from Kyle Trask last year, who played in the same offense as Kyle Pitts, guy who played on the biggest of stages in the SEC. Uh, he won't be afraid of the New York market. He won't be afraid of anything. Uh, you know, these guys who have played 75,000, 80,000 capacity crowds, 100,000, you going to the NFL. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same crowd. It looks the same when you run out. Uh, don't let anybody fool you. That's maybe one area where the small school could be a little bit of deer in the headlights feeling if you're, you know, let's say, you know, you, you go to uh, 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 Kent State and next thing you know, you're, you know, returning punts and kickoffs opening night uh, on Thursday night football, uh, you know, in front of 85,000 screaming fans on the road. That might be a little bit of a wake-up call, but these guys have seen it all at this point. If you've played in the Power Fives, they've seen every stadium, they've heard every noise. I think Tony's going to be a good fit there. I do. I don't know if he'll ever develop into a number one. Clearly, the Giants need to get a number one for Daniel Jones. They need to really stockpile a lot of talent. You get Saquon Barkley back. So the Giants did, I think, a lot in this draft because they still got a position of need slash want. And because the guys they coveted were gone, they made something out of that, right? They turned a negative into a positive and got draft picks for the future by trading down. So good job there by Dave Gettleman and company. Quiddy Pay, the talented defensive end out of Michigan. If you know his story, it's a remarkable one. And there you go. The Colts are one of these teams, like I've mentioned with the Cowboys and some others, they need to improve the playmaking or uh, the difference-making, the impact guys. Uh, you need guys who can scare the offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, you got a game plan around people. That's what people think Quiddy Pay can deliver for the Indianapolis Colts as an edge rusher. We know that Frank Reich and the offense looking pretty good. The defense last year was pretty opportunistic for stretches as well. I remember I had him on my fantasy team for a little while. But Quiddy Pay, they're hoping, can come right in, D 
day one, go get the quarterback. Number 22, Caleb Farley. We know the medicals on him, you know, with the bad back and all the rest, but the cornerback out of Virginia Tech uh, is just really, really good. He's 6'2", 197. He's got top-end speed. Um, he moved from receiver to corner in 2018, by the way, uh, and he's just a playmaker. You know, he, he's just a playmaker. Every position he's played, he played QB in high school. Uh, he's played some corner uh, for only two years. Uh, he opted out of 2020 due to corona. But he's got some great technique and recognition skills. I think it's it's a good pick here. I think he's only going to get better uh, and could be a steal, frankly, uh, for the Titans uh, at this particular point. There's no doubt. Um, and Tennessee, remember, they released Adoree Jackson. Um, they had a knee injury that, that, that limited 2020 second rounder Christian Fulton to six games. Malcolm Butler and Desmond King leave in free agency. Um you gotta, you, you you had to get somebody. They had to target the secondary for all those reasons mentioned. So good job by Tennessee, Mike Vrabel. He, he's gonna love this guy. He really is. Christian Darisaw, the talented offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech, the Vikings, and Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer's a big win in the trenches guy, and and that's a good pick for them. They need offensive line help. Najee Harris out of Alabama goes to Pittsburgh, and the Steelers are gonna like this running back uh, from the Crimson Tide because. I think he's going to fit the Pittsburgh mold, the blue-collar, hard-work type of a thing. You know, James Conner's gone now uh, off to Arizona, and the Pittsburgh Steelers had to fill that spot and uh, eventually. And they probably didn't want to go down to 2, 3, 4, 5-ish. They wanted to get a guy they think can help them right away who could be a potential pro bowler in Najee Harris. Number 25, Travis Etienne. From the Jacksonville Jaguars. How about this? What an outstanding, outstanding job by the Jaguars. Again, old college teammates. Now pro teammates. Spectacular job. You have potentially two generational players in Lawrence and ATN. I mean, when you talk about Travis ATN... Home run hitter, right? That's what we think of first. Uh, saw a ton of Travis Etienne, obviously, in college. Watched the ACC very closely. Um, you know, living in central New York and I've been in the past. Not as much now, but, um, you know, pretty close to and covering Syracuse football for a long, long time. Uh, so, you know, once SU got into the ACC, obviously, you got to know the other teams. And Clemson is a team that I just, I always watched anyways. Um but again, potential here for, for Lawrence and ATN, just immediate jolts into the Jaguar franchise. And um, a guy who just had, I mean, his initial burst is crazy. The explosive second gear, crazy. Um, he's an inside, an inside, pardon me, runner too, who runs really, really hard. I think he runs harder than people give him credit for. Um, and really good balance. I think he's better than people think out of the backfield as well. And a lot of Bills fans who didn't want the Bills to get Travis Etienne, whether they traded up to get him or stayed at 30 and he fell in the lap of the Buffalo Bills. Remember there was the Todd McShay report that came out just before the draft in terms of uh, the Bills um, trying to trade up to get him. Um, maybe Brandon Bean did try to do that, but it just the cost was just too high. And, and, and the Bills fans who didn't want Travis Etienne, it was, it was kind of twofold. One was... You don't need a running back. You know, you just got Matt Breida. You've got Devin Singletary and, and Zach Moss. Give those guys 
you know, more of a chance. And oh, by the way, Travis Etienne, Clemson running back, CJ Spiller, it's the same, they're the same guy. Well, they're really not the same guy. <laughs> that shouldn't be the argument. I like the first argument better than the second, but um, I, I think this was good by Jacksonville. I mean, I really do. I, you know, and, and now you can, you know, piecemeal this thing together and, and try to get, try to get, um, you know, some, some offense going. I, I will say, I don't, I don't hate the pick uh, by Jacksonville. Again, I don't hate anybody's pick here. They did fit, fill a need and a want here a little bit, but man, I, you know, you, you could have gone wide receiver. You could have gone Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. You could have taken Rondell Moore out of Purdue. You could have taken Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss to give Trevor Lawrence an immediate weapon. Uh, we know, you know, look at what Cincinnati did, right? They got an immediate weapon in T. Higgins for Joe Burrow uh, in the draft last year, right? I mean, that's, you know, that is, that's something that they could have done in Jacksonville. So if there's one, one knock on this pick, it is, in fact, that I, I would say, well, wait a minute. You know, Joe Burrow went number one last year overall. Round two, bang, Clem, uh, uh, Cincinnati comes right back and goes and takes the wide receiver out of Clemson and T. Higgins. There you go, Joe Burrow. There's a toy to play with. Maybe Jacksonville could have gone that route instead. They could have gotten a wide receiver who was a potential number two and potential number one to catch balls from Trevor Lawrence. Either way, they're counting on ATN to be a dual running back threat out of the backfield. Number 26. And that was a trade, by the way, for the Jaguars as well, to, you know, getting that spot at 25. Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern. He has the potential to be a blanket corner. Uh, the Northwestern product goes to Cleveland. Um, and they are in a spot right now where I'm telling you, man, that roster, that's a Super Bowl roster, man. That's a Super Bowl roster right now. The question is, how good can Baker be, you know? Denzel Ward is really, really good when he's healthy. Uh, Greedy Williams missed a bunch of games. Those guys are both really good when they're healthy. But Greg Newsom is a guy who can fight for a starting role, and if he doesn't start, he's a depth, he's really good depth piece. He can play in a bunch of different coverages. Remember, Cleveland allowed 15 touchdowns on passes thrown 15 yards downfield, which is tied with the Cowboys for the most in the league. They ranked 26th in opponent QBR. So. Uh, those are some things that Newsom can help with. Certainly, I think it's a good pick for the Cleveland Browns. Number 27, Ravens. Want to add some weapons for Lamar Jackson? Well, that's what they did. Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman goes there, a guy who can play outside, inside, slot, etc. A good pick there for the Ravens. Peyton Turner, don't know a lot about him. Edge rusher for the Houston uh, team, uh, Houston Cougars. What I will say is New Orleans... Again, falls into another, you know, that same category. Reshape the defense. They got to get scarier. The pass rush was horrific last year. And you're in a division where you're still chasing Matt Ryan and you're chasing Tom Brady coming off of a Super Bowl win with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Saints have got to get some help up front. They did just that. Georgia, corner back. Eric Stokes goes to the Green Bay Packers. Terrific move here, I think, for Green Bay. Secondary, pretty shaky, uh, and giving up too many big plays, too many big third and longs, uh, too many, too many big plays in the playoffs. Although coaching, you know, didn't help as at all against Tampa, <laughs> but 
I like this pick for Green Bay. I think this is going to be a good one. Eric Stokes, I think, has a lot of potential from Georgia. Gregory Rousseau for the Buffalo Bills at number 30, the Miami defensive end. Awesome pick here. You're dealing with a guy who is just a blend of, of a bunch of different skills, size, length, top end speed. He's an absolute nightmare for interior offensive linemen because he can kick inside to rush the passer and his motor is absolutely through the roof. He's got the tools. He can develop into a productive edge rusher and the Bills didn't trade up. Uh, I thought as this draft was going on that there was a little bit of, you know, as it was going, I'm thinking, man, this the way it is here, the Bills can stay, they're going to get anybody they want. And then I changed and was like, oh, should they trade up? And, I, and I'm happy with what they did as a Bills fan. I, I think this is a good move. Uh, I think he's got unbelievable potential in this defense. And the Bills checked every box here, right? Short term, because he might be able to help you right away, and he can challenge for the starting spot opposite side Jerry Hughes. It's long term, because Hughes and Addison come off the books this coming year. And I can't imagine either guy being back unless they take real, real minimal money um, you know, from the Bills. Jerry Hughes may do that because he may see the market and realize things. And, and maybe Buffalo gets really close again to a championship and he's, ah, I want to go one more year with him or whatever. So uh, that could be the case. But e- neither here nor there. I mean, you, you have that, that looming in the future. And, and, and the Bills need to stack up like many other teams because of the salary cap situation that teams are in. They need to start stacking up rookie contracts. So uh, they're doing that here with Gregory Russo out of Miami. Just a great, you know, need, want, long-term, short-term, check the box in every category. I just think this is a really good pick for Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, that defense is a great fit for Russo. Jason Owa out of uh, out of Penn State, the outside linebacker, super talented guy, uh, somebody who's going to fit right into that Ravens scheme. The versatility is what they like here and, and probably has the highest ceiling of any edge defender in the class, according to most scouts. So really like this one for Baltimore. Number 32, Joe Tryon, Washington, outside linebacker, goes to Tampa Bay. They're just trying to build, 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 you know, more depth pieces, more rookie contracts on the defense, smart pick for Tampa Bay. He's got a quick first step. He's super long, 6'5", 259. The wingspan's great. He's got top-end speed. He can attack. He's an attacker. You know, he really is, and he's always around the football. Uh, Initial surge is fantastic, and uh, again, locates the football as a run defender, locates the football as a pass rusher. Uh, in blitzes. Terrific pick here. And here's one real thing to think about. Tampa Bay returns every starter, so there isn't a pressing need, right, for that. But this is where in the NFL draft, you hear oftentimes, like a team, especially a team that won the Super Bowl, went to the Super Bowl, came close to the Super Bowl, with the roster Tampa has right now, they look at value over everything at 32. Because they know, hey, we got Brady, don't need a quarterback. We got a ton of offensive weapons, plus a lot of the biggest, best weapons, they're going to be gone uh, by 15-20. We don't want to trade up because we need to save our draft capital. right? We got to stack some rookie contracts. Where can we go? It's not necessarily best player available, but it's best player available with the most value. 
And so a good value pick here is Tryon. And he should contribute, I think, as a rotational player as a rookie. And, you know, he could be an early starter in his career. Um, you know, if not year one, as he improves in that defense, maybe year two. And remember, Jason Pierre-Paul is 32. Uh, you know, it's another thing to look at. So I, I think a great pick here for Tampa uh, in terms of value, which is what a lot of teams do in that spot as well. Having won a Super Bowl, coming close to a Super Bowl, or just getting to the Super Bowl. Mike Lindsley with you, ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening to my round one NFL draft recap. Hit me all over the social media platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review for this very podcast as well. The ML Sports Platter is on Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeart, Amazon Music, CastBox. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Tell everybody about it as we try to get those numbers up on a daily basis. We are presented by our great, great friends at Bryant and Stratton College for every and in life. Bryant and Stratton College, two and four-year degrees are available now. Log on to bryantstratton.edu if you're in and around Central New York. They have two great locations as well, James Street and in Liverpool. Big thanks to Camilla's Golf Club, the Allen Angus Pub, and your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Get a free rate quote today if you're in and around Central New York or in the great state of New York, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com, business, health, bank, life, home, and auto. Life is a good, uh, uh, like a good neighbor. State Farm is there with State Farm and Matt Graham. SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com on South Bay Road in North Syracuse. Get a free rate quote today and ask, by the way, about the recent State Farm ad drop as well. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.